having Marshall Moses on the program today was a breath of fresh air. Winning this NIT opener is also a breath of fresh air, regardless of how ugly it is. But when you're getting guests on the show, because realistically, that's what everybody wants, right? Everybody wants to feel more connected at every turn. It's essential when you're growing in any industry to have some heavy hitters on board. So let's talk to somebody around the corner that's, I don't know, kind of good at bringing those type of people into the fold because he's got it like that. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. So we're just going to jump right into this here, guys. Whenever I was getting into this, this realm of things, right, it was always going to be about getting Oklahoma State out to the masses as much as possible because a lot of our legends, a lot of people didn't even know went to Oklahoma State University. One of those that is on my Mount Rushmore to get on the show is Tyreek Hill. But the guy who beat everybody in America to get Tyreek Hill on, Mr. Keaton Hargit, how are you doing, brother man? <laughs> Every day is a good day, man. Excited to be here. <laughs> well, I greatly appreciate you jumping on the show. So let's just let's just dive into that, that aspect of it, right? Because if you've seen recently – um, Tyreek Hill is back in the news. Luckily, it's all good stuff, but he had his interview with Shannon Sharp, and he kind of talked a little bit about his time at Oklahoma State. And I've had this, this argument and debate with people about how Tyreek does claim Oklahoma State. It's not like he walks around Bourbon Street uh, hooting and hollering about his time at Western, Southern, Eastern, QF, RW, Alabama. And yeah. you, were, you were really yeah. one of the first people to get him on a pod and talk about it. So if you could please kind of um, refresh everybody's uh, mind on Tyreek Hill's time in Stillwater and kind of how y'all got connected. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Tyreek Hill, uh, he's he's a really cool dude. Um, so to, to keep it kind of light, um, to be honest, I was going to um, – I was working at Palomino's Mexican restaurant that's shut down now. I was bartending and um, it was while I was in college. I had the podcast going and I Oklahoma State kept kicking ass that season. Um, so two seasons ago. It uh, helped. The game, yeah, the, the game was going to be in Lubbock. And I told everyone that I was working with, I would pay a hundred bucks uh, for someone to cover my shift because some random person uh, hit me up and told me they were going. They had a spot in the car for me, a place to stay, and they would feed me whatever. Yep. And so I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to pass up that opportunity. Right. Um, so I offered a hundred bucks for anyone to pick up my shift. Um, by the time I got there, no one had picked it up. Like Did you bring your own tortillas or were you just going to load up on the ones in Lubbock? Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew we were going to get some tortilla throw in there. Um, but yeah, I, uh, whenever I realized I was going to get fired, I was kind of drunk in Lubbock and I was like, I'm just going to message every single bedlam uh, champion from Oklahoma state and see what sticks. And I, I, I was pretty drunk and, uh, next morning I woke up. It was probably one of the best hangovers I've ever had because Tyreek Hill had messaged me back out of the blue on Twitter. It was like, I'm I'm totally game to hop on the podcast. It was super exciting. He's a super great guy. That's awesome, man. And whenever you you kind of got into the, the conversational pieces of it, um, you know, I, I don't think a lot of people realize that we got Tyreek Hill because we were going to allow him to play running back and do a lot of the track and field stuff, which a lot of your other places like your Auburns and your Alabamas and Texases were trying to limit him, right? They were trying to keep him in this little bitty box. Oklahoma State uh, wasn't. And realistically, the beauty of it, not even from a football standpoint, right? You've been an Oklahoma State fan for quite some time, so you know good and daggone well. We went, I don't know, um, decades plus decades of being terrible at track and field. Yeah. And then when Tyreek Hill came, we also had another uh, football player, Gerald Moreau, who was a really good high jumper, triple jumper, long jumper. 
um, that was doing the, the double thing, right? Football, track. And previously, we'd known that there were some coaches um, that, that weren't really keen on that, right? They wanted you to focus on what you were getting paid all the scholarship money for. Well, now things have, have changed so much, but we're really – thankful that our track program is as good as it is now we just had our best finish or second best finish in the history of the program right we were 0.02 seconds away from a national title and cross it's just it's a it's crazy to see how far the track program has come right yeah i mean uh, i got a lot of good friends on the track team um you know i i think they really work their ass off i've been real close to them for a long time um i mean yeah, still water is pretty small so you run into the right people at the right times. And man, I'm, I'm super proud for them. And like, you know, certain people like Tori Ortiz, for example, who's really elevating the Oklahoma state brand as well as her own brand. Um, being able to go and accomplish something like that is absolutely incredible. I'm so proud of all of them, you know? Well, and you actually, so you did a lot of work uh, with student athletes directly, whether it be NIL type, type of stuff or just campus related um Kind of break that down a little bit. How did you get into the fold to where you were going to be one of the guys that these student athletes called, right? That's, I mean, come on, bro. Don't downplay it. You got in good with a lot of uh, very meaningful people that do nothing but help you grow and help you get better. Um, and how did you get tied into it? How did you become that guy for the student yeah. athletes? Um, so with, with the student, so a lot of my family played college football and pro football and I always joke cause like I'm not athletic. So I just <laughs> let them do that and I'll just talk about it. Um, so I'm literally the one who talks shit on Twitter. Uh, there you go. There so, you go. Um, essentially when it came to like getting in with the athletes and everything, I always have cared about how the athletes taken care of. My stepdad, uh, is in the hall of fame for TCU and he tore his ACL whenever he got, uh, drafted or p- got picked up by the Colts right. in the first couple of weeks. And, and, Man, he does really good for himself, and he's a great person in my life. But, like, that kind of, like, was, like, a shining beacon in my life where I was, like, okay, well, I, I want to do something where I can help athletes because, like, especially as a kid, you look up as, to athletes right. as heroes. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So whenever, like, um, for example, like, uh, I, I'll make it kind of recent. Um, Spencer Sanders is, is one of my really good friends, and a lot of people were bashing on him and everything, even before uh, he – through the four interceptions in the big 12 championship game. And I was always kind of the guy that would like stand up for him, whether I was working for barstool sports or doing the okay state props deal. And um, it, it wasn't so much to get an in as much as it was to be a friend. And I, I really yeah. like that type of lifestyle I was living as opposed to, you know, um, there's a couple of accounts out there that just go out there just to hunt down and, and pick on these athletes. And it's like, they're great guys. And, and they're doing something great for Oklahoma State and they're representing our brand, you know. Right. And, and that's that's what ultimately I think kind of helped the athletes realize I'm not just trying to talk shit about them. And kind right. of yeah, yeah. trust, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, 100%, man. So whenever you, you – whenever you're, you're going through this and uh, as you referred to, you're also simultaneously learning the ins and outs of Jack Daniels. So <laughs> – what, what, when did you really kind of, you know, decide that you were willing to do anything uh, to, to help yourself w- without really having a lot of cares in the world, man? Um, where did I learn how to help myself in all this? When? Uh, what was the moment that you were like, you know what? I got this. This is me. I can do this. Um, you know, to, to be honest, and this is going to sound like really, really corny. Um, so when when I went to go tour Oklahoma State, um, I toured a couple other schools. I'm, I'm originally from Fort Worth, Texas. And um, whenever I went to Oklahoma State, it was freezing cold. And I, I hate the cold. And I, I just remember walking the campus and being like, man, you know, Des Bryant walked these halls, Barry Sanders, Thurman Thomas. And those are just big name legends off the top of my head. But I was like, these guys did a lot. And they started it all here. And if I go here, I can start this. And I might not be scoring touchdowns on a Saturday, but I can definitely take on the world exactly where they started it. That makes sense. Well, and I'm, I'm, I'm actually very glad that you rolled um, into that, right? Uh, as we talked a little bit off of air, that's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm in this for, is how frustrating it was growing up 
knowing that you had to get a bunch of OU crap fest shoved down your throat every day in order to absorb 10 to 15 minutes of Oklahoma State news. So it didn't matter how big of a fan you were. The the amount that you were privy to was such a small amount, right? It was no wonder that our fan base was already, you know, pretty, pretty a pretty small group as it is. I like that side of, of the fan base, realistically speaking, because it gives us the ability to care about other sports, right? Let's face it. OU cares about what? Fire that fire that pigskin. Anything yeah. that doesn't involve pigskin, they don't really give 13 craps. And so we pride ourselves on, on legitimately being fans of the university all the way around. Yeah, some of it's because, you know, uh, times were tough for a long time. But none, nonetheless, <laughs> it, it allowed us to adapt and overcome. And now as you're seeing some more people that are getting out there and covering Oklahoma State a little bit more, what do you think is the thing that that people tend to miss uh, when, when they're trying to kind of get themselves established? Um, established with Oklahoma State? Just in general, in, 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 in the sports game, whether it be from the oh, media yeah, side, um, relations or marketing or NIL. Yeah. I, if I had any, I have three younger brothers and um, uh, two of them go to Arkansas now. Um, and the third one's just living in Arkansas with them. And they're all pretty young. They're all under 21 and uh, they're, they're super cool. But like the advice that I give to them is, you know, if you want to establish yourself, like you, you just have to do it. You can't really wait on anyone. Like, especially in like sports, you know, I feel like the drive and the, everything like that, everything you watch on ESPN 30 for 30 or a football life, whatever it may be, like it all starts with them realizing. And I was like, you just have to realize what, what the fuck you're good at. Right. And then yeah, you yeah. can go in and do exactly what you need. Like it, it's, it's not a matter of waiting. You know, that's one thing Thank that you. I felt like I always prided myself on was like in 2000, people don't realize I had a podcast before the props cast. Um, okay. It was called, it was called Keaton and real. And it, it probably wasn't the best. Um, but I started it before I went to Oklahoma State, and then I continued it at Oklahoma State, but I had some family issues come up, so I stopped doing that, and, and immediately I had to pick back up, if that makes sense. So right. it just yeah, matters, yeah. like, getting that first foot forward, and then you can kind of figure it out. I love it, man. Well, well we've got a lot more to get into. We're going to talk a little bit of basketball. We're going to talk about a, a little bit of the quarterback battle because you you, you brought up Spencer Sanders. We've been so lucky for a few years now not to really have to worry about the quarterback battles in spring, right? So we don't exactly have that luxury. Uh, So we're going to hit some of that. Uh, We're going to clown on the NCAA a little bit. Thankfully, uh, our Cowboys pulled it off, which allows us to do so. Uh, But real quick, I do have to let the fine people out here know that today we are brought to you by FanDuel. Guys, you know that... Built Bar's kind of the bee's knees for me when it comes to um, you know, some of the, the sponsors that we have. But if you're getting into the game of betting, now that we're a little past halfway uh, into the NBA season, you got to download FanDuel. It is America's number one sports book. Get your hands on our no sweat first bet. It's up to $1,000 back on bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download FanDuel Sportsbook app today. It is safe, secure, and super easy to use. You already know you can bet on anything from money lines, point scores, threes drained. The list goes on and on and on. It keeps you very entertained and and very engaged. Plus, FanDuel also lets you combine your bets for same game parlays. Don't miss your chance right now to get in on the no sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Again, that is FanDuel.com slash locked on. Go there now to learn more. Make every moment matter more with FanDuel the official sports book partner of the NBA. All right, Keaton. Well, let's, <laughs> let's talk about this uh, basketball crap fest uh, a little bit. All right. So yeah, for sure. when uh, I, I, I talked about it, uh, I think yesterday on the show, you know, when, when you were growing up, if you believed in UFOs, you're a crazy person, a conspiracy theorist. If you believe that there was anything weird about the JFK assassination, you were a conspiracy theorist and a crazy person yet again. Yet here we are being engulfed in news on a daily basis now that, dang it, this conspiracy theory word might need a new definition. And I feel like we fit into that as well. 
the conspiracy theory crap that the, that the NCAA has an axe to grind with Oklahoma State, it's over. It's not a theory anymore. It's flipping realistic, and I can't stand it. But whenever you – you've talked to players, right? How hard, how hard do you think it is um, you know, for them to be able to have their high, their, their, their dreams set on reaching this, reaching this, knowing you should be there, but then finding a way to dive deep down and come out with some NITWs, right? That, that's the thing of it is. Should we win the NIT? Yes. Are we super stoked to be there? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Um, it's, I don't think I'd want anyone else coaching than Mike Boyton when you look at him at face value because, I mean, he cares more than I think any coach in the NCAA cares in just about any sport. And he's jumping into the stands after wins. And that's something incredible to have, but it's like, man, when the shots don't fall, the shots don't fall. And I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to do about it. I mean, it's, it's almost painful to watch in the first half of just about any game. Well, and it is crazy. Um, uh, we we want to throw Keaton's out here. Uh, Keaton page is on staff. One of the greatest shooters in Oklahoma state history. Yet we, at one point in time tonight, we were shooting 24% from the field. Okay, that is three of our last four games that we've shot under 28% from the field. It's hard to beat the the blind, deaf, and and mute school of excellence when you're shooting in the 20% range. Like, it's, I don't understand it. And then you have somebody like a Bryce Thompson. Okay, help me, help me, help you. How does somebody shoot 35, 40% from the three point line and then they go to the free throw line? and look like Ibrahima Thomas? How does this happen? Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's it's weird because it's almost like the fundamentals feel like they're there. You know, we're getting open looks and everything like that. But yeah. when, when when it comes down to it, just like I said, like if the shot's not going to fall, the shot's not going to fall. And, and you know, I, I don't think Bryce Thompson's necessarily a bust. But, I mean, he, he was supposed to be the follow-up to Cade Cunningham. And, yep. shit, we could have him and Cade Cunningham um, at that one point. But – I mean, I don't know. I feel like I'm all over the place with it, but you go back to the Cade Cunningham year, uh, the COVID year, and it's like we can't get past the, what, round of 32? Mm-hmm. And so it's yep. it's it's just this weird battle that I think even Mike Boynton is a little stumped on because, it, I mean, they have to be falling in practice, right? Correct. It's just, why can't it translate to a game? Well, you know, that's that seems to be the million dollar question, right? He the, the man can re- recruit out of his mind. We got, I don't know if spoils the right word, but I guess you could say that with Travis Ford because he re- re- recruited very, very well. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it didn't quite pin out. Now, here we are uh, again, and there are a lot of people in our fan base that are like, oh, great, it's Travis Ford all over again. And it's really frustrating because, I mean, if you look, look at it practically, the dude's been here six years, yeah? The COVID year, nobody got to play in the postseason, okay? So that's gone. Then he gets screwed over a $300 bullcrap infraction, so that's gone. And then this year, we get screwed again. We have, the resume was insane, right? Uh, Ken Palm, number 43, number six strength of schedule overall, most quad one wins of any of the eight teams kind of floating on the bubble there. It's just – it's. It is preposterous, right? And and the thing of it is, like, you look back at it, there's there was, I don't know, talk going around that NCAA's had an axe to grind ever since Eddie because they wanted to get Eddie when he was at Kentucky in trouble, and it didn't quite pan out. And they always wanted to get him in trouble here, right? And it's yeah. like the, the NCAA's been fishing. And then the, um, the, the wonderful Thayer Evans Sports Illustrated madness. The NCAA was like, all aboard that train, and then they had to eat a lot of crow. And instead of being like, you know what? Okay, Oklahoma State, we're sorry. We'll leave you be. They were like, we're, we're going to get you. Yeah, we're going to get you one of these days now. Yeah, I made a, a – for the 2021 year, I made a, a – it said F the NCAA gear. Uh, are we live on Twitter? Are we live on Twitter? Yeah, is this streamed to Twitter as well? Uh, it will, yes. Oh, okay, it's later on. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say I have. <laughs> I, 
I mean, if, 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 if you're if you're gonna drop some crazy craziness on us, I mean, feel free to go no, ahead, brother man. I made uh, merchandise whenever I was in college. <laughs> and it said FBMCAA. They had my Twitter Bro. handle down the side, which is pretty cool. That but, is great. Uh, yeah, and I was I was a little nervous too because like all the donor or all the alumni were like, oh, this isn't what Boyton stands for and everything. But Boyton saw it and told me he loved it. So. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Well, maybe time. because it speaks um, a whole bunch of truth, man. Yeah, yeah. I liked how he put uh, the the student section behind the bench too, because I wore it behind there. Pretty proud. I was on ESPN and everything. My mom wasn't too proud, but whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was it was pretty it was pretty neat. But at the same time, like I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like every single time there's something to do with the NCAA and violations, somehow I can get roped back to. Oklahoma State, and and sometimes you can see the pattern, and sometimes I'm just dumbfounded because ultimately, like I was going back to, is like Boyton is kind of the man when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like he went out and named every single one of the uh, NCAA members who who yep. conducted the, the cert and everything, and mm-hmm. and I mean it it it's hard to hard to match a guy like that in his path. I feel like I'd be doing the same thing, you know, hundred percent. Like man. if I were the coach, like. But I, yeah. I don't know. But maybe he shouldn't act like me. But uh, I, I feel like I'd be doing the same exact thing. I don't, <laughs> I don't, know. I, I don't know what's going to change that about. Well, what's going to change? You know, bro, that's one of the reasons that Mike Boynton is so lovable. The, the his ability um, to interact with the fan base and the students and build it. You know what I mean? That you've heard the, the the saying: "If you build it, they will come." And you saw some of that this year, right? We did get crowds of of 10,000, 11,000, 9,000, quite a few times. It still frustrates me, uh, as I'm sure it does you, because, right, okay, so I've had Caleb Boone on this program and and Marshall Moses on this program, uh, two, two recent basketball players. What would you guess is the one singular moment that they both said made them recruit almost immediately? Or just uh, what? My wing. Just, no, no. What... Uh, atmosphere <laughs> like, G-I-A. yeah yeah when you get thirteen thousand people in gal i think the only things that are comparable are, are bog allen and maybe coach k court right and i know that the rector scale thing that we led that for quite some time when uh the roof was put on uh, the original gal <laughs> so the history in there is amazing his recruiting. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit. I'm sure you're very up to speed on this class that we have coming in. More importantly than the number nine ranked class that we have coming in, how many of these guys do you think come back? Because let's coming into the season, I think it was a foregone conclusion that Musa was probably going to be gone. Right? Yeah. I think if if everything would have went according to plan, Bryce Thompson most likely was going to be gone. Harry Anderson, another one that. He didn't really know if he was going to be able to carve out a role, come back again. So he's most likely gone. Same with Caleb Boone. Well, now you look at it. They didn't complete what they came back to complete, right? Let's face it. And none of them, not all because of their own doing, but none of them really raised their their stock enough to be a surefire next-level guy. So we could get all of them back. We could get none of them back. What say you, sir? Yeah, I mean – and this might sound kind of bad, but like maybe it's time for just change in general. And like, you know, I love every single one of those guys. Uh, uh, Avery Anderson went to the same high school as one of my younger brothers. Um, and they, they like knew each other. Like I'm, I've hung out with Avery multiple times. I know Caleb Boone very well. Um, and, and it's nothing against them, but you know, sometimes change is good for a locker room. And if they want to go, then, you know, the best of luck to them. If, if they want to stay, you know, we love to have them. And right. I, ultimately I, I think Boyton, is it, he just recruits like an animal and he puts Oklahoma state in almost every single race that needs to be, or that that's within reason. And I think Boyton can kind of put us in that right direction, even though I, sometimes you look at, if you look at it on paper, it doesn't look the best, but I, I don't know, maybe I'm drinking the orange Kool-Aid, but I, I definitely feel like he can definitely guide us in the right direction. So I'm, I'm not afraid either way, if that makes sense. Well, I, I don't think you're drinking too much Kool-Aid. I will say this, though. <laughs> you know, he, he's had a couple postseason taken away from him without his control. Um, it, it, the way he handled last season, I don't know that there's a coach in the country that could have handled it better, 
right, that could have galvanized part of the locker room in the way that he did uh, in order to get people to buy in for this this coming season. But, dude, you, 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 about, you about made my head hurt there whenever you were saying if they want to go, go. If not, not. Like, I had Gundy flashbacks, and it was like – Yeah, I have – I'm, I'm pretty mad. It's, it's, it's funny because whenever I, I first started all this, like, you know, I, I didn't have many connections out there. And like I was, I was very adamant, and I was very hard on on certain parts of opinions and everything. But it's like now I know all these guys, and it's like ten times harder for me. It is. Like, although I want them to succeed, I also need Oklahoma State to do great. Right. And uh, I, I, I want the best for both parties. But sometimes I feel like you can't get your cake and eat it too, if that makes sense. And that's a fact. It is. It is a fact. You know, I, I think it's fair that um, it, don't let it cross over into betting. That's that's when it screws you. Like yeah, you, I don't gamble on sports that I like. Oh, okay. Well, then I don't sports. either. Then also, no, that for my own teams, I don't. Man, I, <laughs> I can't do it. Oh man, maybe maybe that's something I I should live by because I do pretty good and I have a lot of fun with it. But I always get burnt by my Cowboys, man. I, I, yeah, especially yeah. Ricky Fowler. Speaking of uh, OK State probs. I've lost so much money on Ricky, man. I don't even want to. Maybe I shouldn't have opened that that can of worms there, yeah, but I, I, was, I did because uh, your your Twitter handle picture. That's yeah, something that, that gets talked about quite a bit, my brother. Yeah, it's funny. My mom thought that was me for the longest time too. Which is <laughs> kind of, kind of cool. How I was long actually, did you ride with it? Um, I didn't. Uh, my mom uh, is is like not cool with that kind of stuff. So whenever. <laughs> It was funny. My mom started coming up to Stillwater and like I'd, I'd made it pretty known that I was running OK State probs and not that I'm some legend around campus or anything. But like I said, I have a pretty good connection with the athletes right. and everything. And people were calling me probs. My mom was like, why? And so I showed her <laughs> why. And she was like, oh, OK, well, that that's cool. And like, obviously, she listens to my podcast or did whenever I was running it. So that was that was, that was pretty cool. But um yeah, no, um, I, I'm a big fan of Ricky. I actually was at the Players Championship this last weekend in um, uh, Ponte Verde in Florida, and so it was it was super cool. It was super cool, and Ricky was wearing his orange. I was on the Sunday, so man, it was it was, oh. and I saw a bunch of Oklahoma State people out there. So okay, who wins a major first, Ricky or Victor? Uh, it's looking like Vic- Victor is actually my regular. Whenever I was a bartender at Palomino, what? Yeah, because yeah, Victor's kind of cheap. Um, and so like he like drives his like beat up like car or whatever. He doesn't fly. I know that's awesome. like a thing, but, uh, he started coming in Well, I, I would always give out margaritas or shots to whatever athletes would come in, um, which probably I said, Palomino was shut down, but I hope that's not the reason, but I definitely was tossing him. Well, Victor realized that I was no, doing, I'll talk to, I'll talk to you off air. I've heard some fun stuff about Palomino's. Dude, Palomino's is great, man. I was the bartender. And anytime an athlete came in, I would always because I wanted to get to know him. So I was yeah, like, yeah, you're, you're gonna drink here. This is your safe space. And <laughs> I thought of Victor, I wouldn't drop names, so I'm kind of glad I caught myself there. But yeah, no, Victor Podcast, uh, bartender, psychotherapist, got you, got you. Yeah, man. I, I got a lot, <laughs> lot going on in my life. So yeah, no, I was a uh, bartender Palomino's, it was really cool. And then Victor, yeah, he would come in all the time and uh uh, I would buy him, or uh, throw him a shot or a margarita, whatever. Um, actually, if you, if you want a good one, I the first time I met him, we were actually at Outlaws. Um, okay. He was upstairs. It was it was late, and uh, we're at the upstairs bar. And he was standing next to me, uh, and I had had a couple, and so I looked over and was like, "Yeah, are you Victor Hovland?" And he looked at me and said, "I hate that guy," and walked away. And I was like, "Oh." So I went and bought him a shot and was like, "Hey, I just want to shake your hand. Um, if you want to take the shot with me, that'd be a cool story too." I'd probably say on a podcast later on in life. So That's yeah, he's, awesome, he's dude. Cool. I got to watch. Yeah. They teed off like almost back to back. I think there was one team or uh, one set right between them. And uh, yeah, it was super cool. I went with this, uh, with my honey and uh, we rolled down and, and uh, it was funny because she had never been to a, a golf tournament. So she got to see Victor and Ricky back to back and man, they had the biggest crowds. It was awesome. That is, that is really cool, man. Yeah. All right, brother. Yeah. So you just you mentioned it a couple times the podcast thing, and I know you've you've been so crazy busy that you've been reluctant to kind of you know re re drop and all that fun stuff. So I'll I'll be the guy to let everybody know that this dude this dude is is he's gonna be somebody you need to follow. He's a must follow. Not only that, but dude, I mean your show, man. 
your show is about to kick back off. I, it might take a little bit of time still yet, but I know it is. And I know how big it's, it, it's going to be. And, you know, people ask me all the time, do you think that the water could ever get muddy down with a bunch of, you know, stuff? And I honestly, like, oh, you, oh, you has 33,000 podcasts. Right. And if you watch half of them, it's terrible. I, I, I do watch them, to be honest with you, because it makes me better at my job. Because to me, bro, here's my biggest frustration is when you get on and you hear somebody and it just feels like they're reading something from like a news article. And yeah. then, and then the, that's, that's the show. It's like, well, man, what, what, what's the point of getting behind a microphone and in front of a camera? If you're not going to at least provide something that other people don't, that's the way I've always looked at it. And when you have, you know, somebody like yourself that is going to be vital and helping spread the Oklahoma state message as far and wide as physically possible. I freaking love it, dude. I love it. The, the Oklahoma state community, it, it can't get big enough fast enough in my personal opinion because we should be bigger than we are we should be more known than we are yeah. right and yeah, just, no, I, I know football drives the bus right i get it but at the same time uh baseball we're typically right in the mix top 10 top 15 softball we've now kind of climbed up the charts as the, the only team that could potentially maybe compete with OU every single year for national titles. We talked yeah. earlier about track and field being the second best ranking in their history. The list goes on and on and on. And, you know, from an Oklahoma State fan perspective growing up, it wasn't always that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. With a lot of my family playing college football and everything, like I kind of got a taste of everything. And none of my family went to Oklahoma State. So it was kind of like a shock that I was going uh, to Oklahoma State. However, um, yeah, I, I really liked the brand and like, as a kid, I mean, I was a sports net, so I, I have to remind myself that like, you know, we're not the biggest brand out there, I guess is right. probably the best way to say it. But like, at the same time, like whenever Des Bryant got drafted to the Dallas Cowboys and I was a huge Cowboys fan growing up, like I knew that he went to Oklahoma state and like, I was like obsessed and, you know, I, I, I have Barry Sanders posters on my wall and stuff like that. And like, I, you know, I've, I've always loved Oklahoma state and, to be honest, as growing up in Texas, like I just hated the Sooners. So the enemy of my enemy was my friend. And whenever I chose <laughs> Oklahoma State, I, like I said, I, I knew I just felt it like walking around. Like, and it was like free. It wasn't even like snowing or icing or anything. It was just one of those really cold, like dark days. And I was like, man, for some reason, I got to go to school here. And, and I felt like anything I could do to elevate the brand and everything that Oklahoma State has done for me, if I could give even half of that back, I think the brand would be as big as anyone else's. All right, give me your number number one, like bucket list. Who 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 do you want on the show? For instance, like I think most people's would would be Barry Sanders. I, I feel like that's common. Um, you cheated though, because because Tyreek's up there up there for me. Uh, so who's who's that guy that you just you really really would would love to get on the show? Yeah, um, I had Barry Sanders Jr. on a couple times. He's one of my good friends. He's nice. a he's a really really cool guy. Um, Barry Sanders, it's it's so hard because like I feel like that's he's obviously the greatest college football player of all time. And so yeah. I feel like anytime it's like, oh, if you could bring back one person to your team this year, who would it be to help you win a national championship? Everyone's going with Barry. So I try yeah. to go off and <laughs> out. Um, but it's like a shocker that kind of throws everyone off. I really want Jimmy Johnson to come on. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, not go? just because I'm a huge like uh Dallas Cowboy fan, which I am. Right. My, I could probably recite his football life like verbatim the entire time because uh, my, my dad loved Jimmy Johnson. And, um, man, I actually have – probably not in here. I have an Oklahoma State, like, glass of the record from the year that Jimmy coached, and he's a, he's like on the, the glass. It's really cool. But, um, yeah, I probably have him because I'd really want to talk to him about, like, his time at Oklahoma State, his rivalry with Barry Switzer, his – like, how, how he recruited – so well and because he really changed the program around for the better right. which ended up leading to getting Thurman and Barry and like all these people and, and people don't realize that that was a huge turn of events for our program's history well you know I I think that actually is a really good one because he is kind of a, a forgotten cowboy kind of like Tyreek Hill right there's a lot of people yeah. who don't realize he coached at O-State I think some of it is 
because of the misconceptions, right, with his involvement and in, in, in us going through the, the black blacklist probation ban that we did, yeah. uh, you know, during during that part of time frame. So I think, unfortunately for him, it's because he's more associated with that than than being at O-State. Yeah, well, O-State fans like don't him. even talk about him a lot. Yeah, but, I mean, the, when you think about it, and like, this isn't a knock on alumni or anything, but, like, our alumni are very, very traditional. And so like it, whenever I, I'll, I'll give an example, like um, whenever I, I was, I was going to get a bunch of people on my podcast, well, I started selling ad space and I was totally going to be a sellout. I was like, dude, you'll listen to 30 minutes of ads. Cause I'm broke. So like whatever I can do to get my bills paid, I need to get it paid. And so whenever I got Tyree Hill on, I, I didn't have a job. So I didn't have anything to do. And I would go to each and every single uh, like small business in Stillwater at least three or four times a week, if not a day. And until they would tell me they would give me money for ad space. And a couple of them, whenever I told them I was getting Tyree Hill on, they kicked me out. And um, uh, that's whenever I realized like, yeah, that's my most listened to podcast, obviously. And I can tout about that for as long as I want to. But ultimately, like if I wanted to get Jimmy Johnson on, whether he's someone that people liked or not, they're going to listen. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely, man. He's a great figure. I mean, like, we can be mad about him or not. If I got him on, I got him on. Yeah, dude. I Like I said, man, he was, whenever I got into this, he was on my top five, which is what put you on my radar. And I was like, all right, this this guy got him on. This is flipping awesome, right? And yeah. uh, that's what got me following you. And you do have a, a pretty daggone good following. I didn't realize that you had kind of picked up some of the OK State prop stuff uh, from a previous iteration and you actually did um, a remarkable job maintaining what was already kind of being being built. So whenever you continue um, the the badassery department, whenever you get the pod going back again, is there something that that you? Nope, you put yourself on mute. Is there, some, is there something that you want to do a little bit different uh, than than previously? Um, yeah, uh, since I was, I, we kind of talked about this before. Um, I was, I was broke. So like there's, there's certain stuff that I was doing that like, that, yeah, I can improve on whether it be audio, um, a better recording room. Um, obviously I didn't set up for a podcast today. Otherwise it'd look a little bit more like your side, All good. but yeah, no, like, uh, audio visual. And then like, you know, I feel like I, I've built a pretty good, you know, brand and like the, the oh, connections yeah. I'm going to have and everything, or I kept the brand alive at least. And um, uh, yeah, I mean, the, there's certain people on that I, I could have had on like, you know, that, that would have blown people's minds. Um, right. like, for example, like Spencer Sanders, me being friends, like I could have gotten him the day that he decided to hit the transfer. But same thing I did with Shane Illingworth, Shane Illingworth, the day after he decided he wanted to tr- uh, transfer, he came on the, the props cast on Spotify. Right. Which is super cool. It, yeah, that, was a great kid. That's how we kind of got to chopping it up. I was like, bro, why do you not? Why do you not do this? Because there's a lot out there, but doesn't necessarily mean there, there's a lot that are awesome, right? I mean, yeah. some some people are just harder to listen to than others. I, I guess hey, podcasts can suck. It like they can. <laughs> you, you've got to be yourself, to be honest. I mean. Who wants to listen to someone that's boring? No and that's it, bro. Like that's people try to overcomplicate it. I think, right? You know, and, yeah. it, and it's funny when when I got this stuff with locked on, right? They could have, they had plenty of of applicants that were professional journalists that have done all this stuff before. Um, but I sold myself on like, hey, listen, I love this stuff. I bleed this stuff. I don't mind watching ten hours of film a day every single day. Like you know, I, I don't, I don't mind eat, sleeping, and breathing it. And I just like to have fun, man. Right? Uh, well, we were talking off air, um, and and you asked me a couple of times if we were recording yet. I, the same thing happened earlier with Marshall Moses. He kept being awful. like, he, he kept being like, wait, how? What? How should I answer? I'm like, no, we're not, we're not going yet. Just go. And he's like, man, you keep tripping me out. I keep thinking we're, yeah, keep thinking you already started. I just and want to make sure I'm not leaking any information, man. <laughs> It's just yeah, make it have fun, man. Why do people watch podcasts? Well, it's because they don't like to. They don't need to hear all the radio crap all the flipping time. They don't need yeah. to hear all that. It just make it relaxed, make it fun, make it a conversation, um, and it allows people to 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 go with the flow. That's just my personal opinion. 
I don't really know a whole hell of a lot. I've been wrong once before back in 97. Maybe this is another time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, you know, whenever, whenever you get back in the podcast stuff, make sure you give me a holler. If there's anything I can do to help, I would absolutely love to do so. Um, before we, we skedaddle on out of here, I did want you to talk a little bit about the NIL stuff because the NIL collectives that we have in place, um, having a multitude of them does get a little bit confusing, but I think the way we're doing it is, is very, very intelligent, but you know, you were part of the crew working behind the scenes to get it going. Like even like folks with a purpose. Um, yeah. we've been, and I've had, you know, like we've had like Kenyatta, right. Uh, he's made himself available for some spaces before and he's talked a little bit about it, but talk to talk to us a little bit behind the, the, the scenes how was that build up? Because you guys did a really good job keeping it under wraps. So I'll give you that. Everyone thought our NIL was going to be terrible and we were going to fall off the face of the earth. And now you're seeing it come out. We're like top three, top four in the Big 12. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now it, it, it kicks ass. Um, it's post of the purpose. Um, 100% of the, pro, uh, the, the donations go straight to the athletes. Um, so it's really, really cool. And they work like hands on. So, like, um, a lot of stuff that I do was more social media whenever I was helping them out. Um, just cause there's not many people in Stillwater who know how to do social media. So I was like, yeah, man, whatever I can do to help for the America, the brightest and orange, just let me know. And so I, I was helping them out a lot for I that. Love them. Yeah. Yeah. I, man, I really I'm learning, man. Um, but yeah, like they, they help out immediately with all, with all athletes and whatever they need. Um, they're super, they, they, they listen. It's, and the, the only reason I'm really saying like they listen is because it, it's a combination of things of like what I've heard from other athletes at other schools versus what Post of the Purpose is doing. Because, right. I mean, even, you know, players that have transferred, I, I'm still close to them and, and I'll hear about wherever they are and things they do with NIL. And, you know, I, I've, I've always wanted to, you know, know how that market works because right now it's a wild, wild west. And I feel like Oklahoma State has a pretty good hold on how they manage it. Does that make sense? Yeah, dude. Uh, what about the latest move from Brett Yormark? Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's a pretty good. I, I like what he's doing so far. Well, yeah, you like what he's doing um, because he's somebody that if if you're gonna look at multiple sides of the industry, well, the way he's been able to to climb up, right, and, and what he was able to do with NASCAR and get it bigger, get it expanded, get it more of an international thing, he blew that thing out of the water. And he did it again with Rock Nation um, and, and then the Brooklyn Nets and his connections with the NBA. And now we're the only conference to have a conference-wide combine. And that's beautiful for the NFL, right? And we're the only we're the only ones doing it. What a brilliant move, man. Because yeah. people always talk about what's the downside of the Big 12 is they don't put enough guys in the NFL. Okay, so if you have a more ready-built pipeline from the NFL – it, it all works out well. Uh, yeah, I, I like I like everything he's doing so far. I, I think he's putting us in the right direction. I was kind of shocked that for the uh, the new schedule um, for football that, like, he didn't put OU in Texas in a position where it's like, you know, UCF, then BYU, then Cincinnati, then back home, then back yeah. up. To, I was surprised he didn't pull one of those. But, I mean, he sounds like a classy dude. I mean, I, I like him so far. Right. Yeah. And – the, the the best part to me is after all of that Paul Feinbaum level mouth breathing that you we, we've been hearing from the Pac-12 for a couple of years, old George Klyovkov done shoved his foot in his mouth and, and Brett Yormark's making me enjoy every every minute of it, man. It's like, you know, he he jumped into a fight or a matter of fact, he started a fight that he, he wasn't ready to finish and he didn't expect yep. Brett Yormark coming in. So is it three years? Is it five years? Is it two years? Come on, give me a breakdown. How long is it before the Pac-12 is dead? Because I, I think I, I know they're a dead conference walking as it sits right now. How much longer before we everybody stops the bleeding for them? USC and UCLA still have this year, right? Yep. Yeah. So I, I think that they would wait it out this year because Lincoln Riley's uh, kind of kicking ass for USC. Right. Uh, and then you got Deion Sanders. So I think people are going to kind of wait that period out. And then within the next one to two years, that's whenever schools are going to start getting poached by either the Big 12 or 
you know, Big Ten, whatever, whatever it may be. Um, and that that that's kind of the direction that I see. But I mean, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it's college football. Who would have thought yeah, USC and UCLA would be going out the Big Ten? I legitimately foresee us, right? I think that there's a, a very clear distinction between who the third best conference is going to be, right? Because if we go to these super conference things, which it does seem to lend itself to go to that direction, it's going to be the SEC, the Big Ten, and who? Well, clearly, it appears to be the Big 12 because the ACC, their their contract stuff is wild. It's, a, it's an yeah. absolute disaster. So they're not going to be relevant anytime soon because of their own limitations. The Pac-12 is is the, I guess they have some sort of a pulse still, but but not much. So we get to set ourselves up in, in a pretty good position. You already mentioned Deion Sanders. Who's going to help marketing in a new conference better than Deion Sanders? Yeah, no, I I, I completely agree, and it's prime time. Yeah, it's it's hard to hard to say he's not going to bring attention. I feel like I see him everywhere now, and. I, I think that it, it's so weird to me how the, the Pac-12 can't retain their own players from their own regions. Yeah. Um, it's like all these California kids go everywhere else other than yeah. schools in their own state. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting to see what, what the future holds because, as we all know, everything can literally change overnight. Yeah. All right, man. Okay. I got another one here for you. I, I'm not going to let you off the hook quite yet. Yeah, for sure. Who is the leading quarterback for Oklahoma State Cowboys next season? Not who's um, going to be opening day starter. Who's going to be the one who kind of takes the mantle moving forward? You know, it, it's it's a shame, and I, I point back to Spencer Sanders, but, like, it's such a shame this is going to be the last bedlam and he's not going to be the quarterback because this kind of – if you know Spencer, man, he this, is, this has his name written all over it. Yeah. Um, but – I, I would assume Alan Bowman would be the guy because, you know, what, he's coming in with one year left, two years left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, He year. was the first Texas Tech quarterback to come in and win in, like, the last 10 years that he did in 2018. Well, and we, had like, a, yeah, we had a nine-game winning streak going until until he did he, – he, 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 Yeah. He beat no, us he did good. That was, that was my first time watching Oklahoma State. I was a freshman then, and that was my oh, first my. time uh, – yeah, that was my first time getting to watch that, so that kind of sucked. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just remember him being like a hell of a quarterback. And, yeah, I, I think that he – I think he's going to be the guy, to my knowledge, and I think he's going to be the one to uh, take us there. But, I, you know, if it ends up being Garrett Rangel, it, it can be him. Uh, he was a stud at Frisco, and yeah. I think he can continue to win. He's My mom, I remember the first time I, I heard about him uh, – Actually, it was like right after I heard about it, my mom texted me um, and was like, yo, I'm watching this kid at Frisco. My mom goes to all the high school football games. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, she was like, um, yeah, mother mother of four boys. Um, but, yeah, she, she was like, yeah, this, this he's a good-looking kid. And apparently he's going to Oklahoma State. And I was like, oh, yeah, Garrett Rangel. And I I think this year was kind of wild because Spencer was injured. Um, yeah, majority yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it kind of got thrown on to him at the last minute. And then we kind of got in this weird quarterback two and three duel between Garrett Rangel and Gundy son. And yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I like all of them. I think Alan Bowman, I, I just want someone who wants to, you know, go in and make sure, you know, we win the last bedlam at least. Like I think you know, that, uh, that's pretty good bragging rights. I think Alan Bowman's going to do pretty daggone well. I really do. Primarily because of the offensive line, right? Our offensive line play has been pretty horrendous uh, the last last few years, right? We got ago. we got lucky with Jalen Warren. Thank you, buddy. But um, yeah. one thing that Gundy always talks about is you cannot replicate repetitions. And we got every O-lineman back. Plus, we got a, a couple pretty big transfer guys that are going to be able to help. And our recruiting class for O-lineman, in my opinion, was actually pretty good, right? Even like an Isaiah Kima, yes, we're going to wait on him to have to come back from his mission trip, but he's somebody that was a four-star get very late, a very big addition. Um, yeah, man, I, I'm really excited about the quarterback play because of the simplification uh, offensively right? That, that we're going through. We're going to lean behind some of this running game. We could talk about Elijah Collins, Ollie Gordon, Jade Nixon, the whole nine yards, uh, but we'll save that for another show, man. We'll, we'll save yeah. that for another one. We're, we're creeping up on it here. 
So is there anything else that you want to plug or you want to let the fine folks out here know? Uh, because you are a must-follow um, on Twitter. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I, I appreciate it. Come out with some funny, funny stuff, dude. Um, yeah. And, and I appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I, yeah, I love, I love that you had me on the show, man. I, I really appreciate it. You know, I, it makes me really want to get back into it and start up again. So I appreciate all your time. Not a problem, brother, man. All right, so tell the people where can they find you on the twitters and the yeah, the other yeah, stuff. It's at, at at OK State Probs. If you want to follow my uh, my main account, it's at Keaton at Real K E A T O N I T R E A L underscore. Because and if you hey, if you really want to help me out. Go and uh, report the at Keaton Real who has one tweet since 2013 so I can get rid of my underscore. That'd be absolutely amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. I like it. I like it, man. All right, brother. Well, hey, man, thank you very much for your time. Uh, I greatly, greatly appreciate it because, like I said, I'm just trying to get this this whole whole thing to grow. Yeah, and the yeah. only way the university grows is if we have people out there putting out the right stuff, right? Yep. Because if you're not, if you're not, if you're not, I don't know, if you're not helping with growth, in my opinion, then you're, you're probably not, you're probably not helping a lot. Yeah. Uh, and, and you were one of the people that, you know, I looked at when I was get, getting into this, you know, cause Tyreek Hill, again, he was on my Mount Rushmore and I was like, all right, let's find this. Okay. Oh, oh this guy, oh, that's pretty good. And then, you know, we just got to chopping it up and I'm like, why don't, why don't you, why don't you do this? Because I like watching other podcasts, because let's be honest, man, when you watch other stuff, it makes you better. Yep. And so, yeah, um, get your thing back to going uh, and, and let me know whenever you do. I, I'd love to uh, eventually team up and, and do something. Uh, eventually, I, I know I talked to you a little bit earlier about doing some sort of NIL event uh, at some point in time. So I'll definitely be, um, be, be hitting you up for that. In the meantime, I love it, man. I yeah. absolutely love it. Thank you no, very, you very much. All righty, y'all. Well, everybody say hello to Mr. Keaton and then say goodbye to Mr. Keaton. Yes. And that's all we've got for this one today, y'all. Again, any time that you can help bridge the gap and help the fan base with more connections, that's all we're here to do. Because at the end of the day, we get better we get bigger when the fan base gets better. So thank you all for making this your first listen today here on Locked On Oklahoma State. God bless. Go, folks. And, you know, we'll do this again soon. All right, y'all. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.